Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Dr. Thomas Sison, an associate member on the EAU guidelines panel for non-muscle invasive bladder cancer, discussing the treatment options for metastatic upper tract urethelial cancer in the 2022 guidelines. What are the systemic treatment options for metastatic UTUC in the first line setting? Metastatic urothelial carcinoma is highly sensitive to platinum-based chemotherapy. Many RCTs, including bladder cancer and to some extent UTUC patients, have been conducted showing that multiple agents is platinum-based chemotherapy is the most efficient systemic treatment options for metastatic urothelial carcinoma in the first-line setting. Importantly, a pooled analysis of three EORTC trials, including more than 1,000 patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma treated with systemic chemotherapy, showed that the primary tumor location in the bladder or upper urinary tract did not impact neither progression-free survival nor overall survival. These results confirm that multiple agents cisplatin-based chemotherapy is also the standard first-line treatment for metastatic UTUC. With regard to the specific regimen, GC is currently the preferred option, given the similar long-term survival but better toxicity profile as compared to NVAC. More recently, the role of treatment intensification using immunochemotherapy with either PDL1 or PD1 inhibitors for the first-line treatment of cisplatin-eligible patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma has been tested in three phase three trials. In Vigor 130 tested atezolizumab, the Kinot 361 tested pembrolizumab, and Danube tested durvalumab. These trials included all more than 1,000 patients with a proportion of UTUC cases varying approximately between 20 and 25%. However, None of them was able to show a survival benefit with the use of immunochemotherapy and the standard treatment currently remains cisplatin-based chemotherapy for cisplatin-eligible patients with metastatic UTUC. Nonetheless, more than 50% of patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma are deemed unfit for cisplatin-based chemotherapy based on either an EGFR less than 60, a PS score more than 1, a more than grade 2 audiometric loss, a more than grade 3 peripheral neuropathy, or NYHA class 3 heart failure. For these patients, a phase 3 trial, including almost 250 individuals, with more than 20% with UTUC, showed that the gemcitabine carboplatin regimen was a better systemic treatment option than other carboplatin-based combination in the first-line setting. More recently, single-agent immunotherapy has been tested in two single-arm phase 2 trials for cisplatin-unfit patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma, including from 20 to 30% of UTUC. Atezolizumab and pembrolizumab both showed a more than 20% response rate, which was more pronounced in pdl one positive patients. Based on this data, atezolizumab and pembrolizumab both obtained FDA and EMA approval for first-line treatment of cisplatin-unfit patients with positive PDL1 expression, 
although phase three trials eventually failed to show a survival benefit as compared to chemotherapy. Can a maintenance systemic treatment be proposed to metastatic UTUC patients responding to first-line platinum-based chemotherapy? Yes, the benefit of the PDL1 inhibitor Avelumab as maintenance therapy in patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma responding to first-line platinum-based chemotherapy and actually achieving at least stable disease after four to six cycles has been shown in the Javelin Bladder 100 study. This RCT included 700 patients with more than 25% having UTUC to receive either Avelumab every two weeks or best supportive care. The use of Avelumab maintenance therapy was associated with a 40% reduction in the risk of progression and more importantly, a 30% reduction in the risk of death irrespective of the PDL1 status with acceptable toxicity. In subgroup analysis, there was also an overall survival benefit for UTUC patients with a more than 10% decrease in the risk of death. So switch maintenance using Avelumab is currently a gold standard treatment in the latest EAU guidelines for patients with at least stable UTUC after platinum-based chemotherapy. What are the systemic treatment options for metastatic UTUC in the second-line setting? Panflunin, Paclitaxel or Doxetaxel have long been the only second-line treatment options for metastatic urothelial carcinoma patients, including those with UTUC. However, more recently, Pembrolizumab has been established as the standard of care for these patients based on the data from the Keynote 045 RCT. This phase 3 study randomized more than 500 patients with metastatic urothelial carcinoma pre-treated with platinum-based chemotherapy to receive either pembrolizumab or investigator's choice of chemotherapy. There was a more than 25% reduction in the risk of death with the use of pembrolizumab. These benefits went up to almost 50% in the subgroup of 75 patients with UTUC. In addition, the toxicity profile favored pembrolizumab with fewer any grade or more than grade 3 treatment related events as compared to chemotherapy. Of note, other immune checkpoint inhibitors have also been tested in the second line setting, but the data are less convincing for atezolizumab, nivolumab, avelumab, and durvalumab. In addition, promising data have been published on the second line efficacy of the PAN FGFR tyrosine kinase inhibitor, erdafitinib, which showed a 40% response rate in a phase 2 study including 99 patients with FGFR alterations pre-treated with chemotherapy. Importantly, response rate went up to 43% in the subgroup of 23 patients with UTUC. What are the systemic treatment options for metastatic UTUC in the third-line setting? For the third-line setting, there are also data available with the use of erdafitinib, given that the aforementioned phase 2 study also included a small proportion of patients pre-treated with chemotherapy followed by immunotherapy. The subgroup analysis of these 22 metastatic urothelial carcinoma 
patients with FGFR alterations showed that the response rate was almost 60%, even higher than in the second-line setting. However, the proportion of UTUC patients in this subgroup remains unknown. In addition, the role of Enfortumab Velotin, which is an antibody drug conjugate comprising a microtubule disrupting agent ligated to a fully human monoclonal antibody specific for Nectin-4, has been evaluated in the third-line setting. The EV301 phase 3 RCT included more than 600 metastatic curatelial carcinoma patients progressing after platinum-based chemotherapy followed by immunotherapy with almost 35% having UTUC to receive either Enfortumab Velotin or chemotherapy. Enfortumab Velotin showed a 40% decreased risk of progression and a 30% decreased risk of death as compared to chemotherapy. In subgroup analysis, there was a 15% decreased risk of death with Enfortumab Velotin in UTUC patients. In addition, the rate of any grade or more than grade 3 treatment-related adverse events were comparable between Enfortumab Velotin and chemotherapy groups. So it can be considered as a very promising treatment option. Is there a role for surgery in the management of metastatic UCUC? Well, surgery is the cornerstone of the treatment for localized disease, but there are also data to support both surgery to the primary and to the metastasis for metastatic urothelial carcinoma, although only retrospective studies are currently available. First, based on the well-known seed and soil theory, stipulating that the primary tumor may promote an environment conducive to dissemination of malignant clones and formation of metastases, the role of local treatment has been explored for multiple malignancies, including ovarian, colon, or lung cancers, for example. In the field of oncourology, several retrospective studies have also suggested a potential benefit with the use of radical prostatectomy for metastatic prostate cancer, or even radical cystectomy for metastatic urothelial carcinoma of the bladder. Selection bias following the group of patients who receive local treatment is likely to impact these findings, but similar studies have been conducted for metastatic UTUC. In particular, a large report including more than 1,000 patients from the National Cancer Database showed that those who received chemotherapy plus radical nephroyu were 30% less likely to die than their counterparts who received system chemotherapy alone after adjusting for multiple baseline characteristics, including MEDS location. An even greater adjusted benefit of more than 30% in cancer-specific survival was observed in a CIR-based study also including more than 1,000 patients with metastatic UTUC. Finally, the RISC consortium analyzed more granular data from almost 350 patients treated at multiple centers worldwide with systemic chemotherapy for metastatic urothelial carcinoma, including more than 20% with UTUC. Investigators observed that almost 15% of included patients received surgery to the primary site, 
with a cancer-specific survival benefit of more than 40% as compared to those who receive chemotherapy alone. However, in subgroup analysis, this benefit was observed only for patients with one metastatic site involved, while those who had two or more metastatic sites did not derive any survival benefit from surgery to the primary site. All these data taken together suggest that selected patients with metastatic UTUC could benefit from radical nephroU in addition to systemic chemotherapy, but this is currently supported by only level 4 evidence. No prospective non-randomized data is available in the literature, and this treatment strategy is clearly not ready for prime time yet, especially given that radical nephroU is likely to impact renal function and decrease the proportion of patients fit for cisplatin-based chemotherapy. Thus, as it has been suggested for bladder cancer, the best treatment sequence may be the initial delivery of systemic chemotherapy followed by consolidative radical nephroU in low-volume responders rather than cytoreductive radical nephroU followed by systemic chemotherapy in unselected patients. RCTs are needed to confirm this hypothesis and the development of immune checkpoint inhibitors which do not require optimal renal function for delivery may also provide a better rationale for the use of radical nephroU in metastatic UTUC patients. In addition to surgery to the primary site, other retrospective reports have investigated the role of surgery to the metastasis for metastatic curotelial carcinoma, including UTUC cases. A first monocentric report from the MD Anderson Center included 31 patients, among whom 7 had UTUC. The vast majority of the study population had either lung or distant lymph node meds treated with surgery and concomitant chemotherapy for more than 70% of them. Interestingly, the post-metastasectomy 3-year overall survival rate was more than 30% as compared to roughly 5% in cohorts of patients with MET-UTUC treated with chemotherapy alone. Median time to overall survival was 23 months after metastasectomy. Similar findings were observed in another monocentric study from Japan, including 48 patients, among whom 24 had UTUC. In addition, a multicenter analysis of 44 patients, including 9 with UTUC, was conducted in Germany, suggesting an even greater overall survival rate of more than 40% at 3 years after metastasectomy. Finally, a large CIR Medicare-based report evaluated post-operative outcomes and survival in almost 500 patients, among whom 57 had UTUC. It is noteworthy that almost 50% of included patients had brain meds. Overall, metastasectomy was safe, with only 10% of patients having at least one post-operative complication and a 30-day post-operative mortality of 10%, mostly driven by the resections of brain meds. With regards to survival, more than 30% of patients were alive at 5 years following metastasectomy, and the median time to overall survival was almost 20 months. As for surgery to the primary, 
All these data taken together suggest that metastasectomy could be associated with a survival benefit in well-selected patients, but there is only level 4 evidence to support this. Thus, metastasectomy for metastatic UTUC is also not ready for prime time yet, and further studies, especially RCTs, are needed to incorporate it in the treatment armamentarium of this highly aggressive disease. Thank you for joining Dr. Thomas Sison for this episode of EAU Podcast on treatment options for metastatic upper tract urethelial cancer. For further information on the EAU guidelines on non-muscle invasive bladder cancer, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. Further podcasts will be posted regularly on EAU guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.